Welcome to the podcast, Fatherhood, Perspectives on Righteous, Intentional Parenting, where two guys discuss and explore the challenges of parenting. They share their experiences, ideas, and perspectives as they search for ways to be better sons, husbands, and dads. Here are the hosts, Joseph Winkle and Taylor Greenhall. Hey, Joe, how are you doing today? I am well, Taylor. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to talk to you today. I've uh, had some experiences I want to share. Um, nothing too deep or intense, but just some things that have made me feel grateful for uh, being a father, grateful for the uh, interaction I have with you, both doing this podcast and in our preparations, because um, I had an experience this past week that really made me realize how powerful this connection between parents is as far as uh, this desire to help our kids be happy and be successful. And so I'm excited to share with you today. Well, I, I'm excited too. We, we, we usually do talk a few minutes before our podcast. And as you're sharing a little bit about this experience, you know, I thought about this idea. And of course, uh, our good partner, Jim, who sets all this up and actually names our podcast, that would be... <laughs> We kind of were talking about, well, what would we be titling this? And it really is about that, uh, the bond yeah. in, in parenthood and not the bond with our kids. It's the bond with other parents. Right. And how we are kind of are in the trenches together. And, and boy, when you look over at somebody who's fighting a real fight mm -hmm. and you see the look on their face, you're like, I know that look. I know yeah. that pain. I know those sufferings. And even though we can be at different places in our lives. Yeah. Uh, the love we bear for parenting and trying to do our best is universal. And it's funny that you've had some experience with that this week, and I have as well. So, yeah, let's get yeah, going. I'm excited. So this past week, uh, my wife and I were celebrating our anniversary, and we 10-year uh, anniversary, and we took a trip to Mexico, uh, which was really fun. It's not uh, – I'm not a beach guy. I'm not – it's not my ideal vacation, but it was – just the opportunity was the right opportunity to celebrate. And we, you know, we got a good deal on this trip. And my wife loves sitting by the pool and reading books. And I can sit by the pool for about five minutes before I turn as red as a lobster. So, um, so I let her do that. And I found the nearest umbrella and hunkered down under there. So, uh, but one, one night, she, uh, my wife had asked me if, uh, she, if I wanted to just walk along the beach. And, uh, I said yes, even though I don't enjoy walking on the beach. I don't, I don't like the feeling of sand between my toes. It's just something that's been, uh, I'd, I'd much rather walk in the mountains and, but, uh, I, I did it because my wife wanted to and, and we had a great time. But ultimately, well, let's, I gotta just say, now see, for any husband listening out there, you're listening to great wisdom right now. <laughs> if you caught it, I didn't want to do it, but I wanted to make my wife happy. <laughs> So there's the, there's the sense of happiness. And, uh, I just, I want to take a second to point that out. Good for you. Smart move. Thank you. <laughs> well, so I'll give you the short version of the story because it was really, a, it ended up being a, a, quite a time consuming experience, uh, for the positive. But we had, we had walked about a quarter mile down the beach and we ended up running into a family that I could tell by a shirt that one of the young kids was wearing that they were from Utah as well. And so, uh, we got to talking and it was a family, uh, I think of seven, five children and the parents and then, and then the grandparents. So there were nine people there and, uh, we, um, 
some biologists were releasing some turtles into the ocean, so it was fun to watch, and we were taking some pictures and videos to show our kids, and we just ended up striking up a conversation with this family that lasted about two and a half hours. So my quick stroll on the beach ended up being an all-night experience, but ultimately when I looked back at my trip, and even with all the fun things we did, the fun adventures we went on hikes and parasailing and all those things, the the most rewarding and fulfilling for me may have been this conversation I had with this family. And ultimately when the conversation, when the, when the night wore on, this family um, with the, the younger ch- children left to probably have their kids get ready for bed and stuff. And uh, the four of us, my wife and I, and then the two grandparents were talking together. And the the grandmother was expressing just some struggle that she was going through as a mother to her her now adult, uh, one of her adult children, and just some things that he was struggling with as far as, um, you know, a desire to be married and it wasn't, hadn't happened. He was feeling a little bit out of place with his family where he was the only one who wasn't married. And uh, my wife had told her that my wife and I were in a similar situation. We were both older when we got married. I think uh, I was the only one in my family who wasn't married at the time. So I had some understanding of the, maybe the pressure or the feeling like a little bit like an outcast <laughs> in, your, in your family, even though no one in my family uh, made me feel that way. Um, it, it was frustrating because it was a desire that I had. And yet, for whatever reason, it wasn't happening on my timetable, which is another great lesson that I learned. Um, but ultimately, um, as we were talking, I was able to tell this mother, this, this mother, who's also a grandmother, I gave her some advice that I think I got from you, Joe. And, um, and I referenced the fact that, that we believe that parenthood is a divine responsibility and a divine opportunity. And when she was expressing to us, you know, this feeling of, I don't know if I, know what to do, know how to help my son in his frustration, and uh, kind of expressing a little bit of hopelessness. I said, I was able to tell her, well, I don't think God would have given him to you if he didn't believe that you uh, were capable of of being his mother in this time. Um, and the uh, the thought came to me that Everything that this woman had experienced in her life as a parent was just a building block to prepare her for this moment. And then when she, when they pass through this moment, when they endure, like we've talked about this moment and get through it, then that's going to be something that's going to prepare her for the next thing, whatever the thing is going to be. I don't think there's ever a time when we're going to get some message from heaven that says, Hey, all your trials are over now. So you've, we agreed on a certain number of trials, and this was it. This was the last one. So it's all smooth sailing from here. And so I expressed that to her. And I, I told her some things I was dealing with, some things I was struggling with, some, you know, some things that my children were struggling with at school. And I, I, I just told her, I said, as I am struggling to figure out how to help my kids learn through this experience, these experiences, the 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 thought has come to me that this is all preparation for the next thing and then the next thing. I, I kind of laugh when people when we talk about some things that our kids are doing, our boys are fighting, and people say, "Oh, it's just a phase." 
they're just at this age when when this is just a phase and I my response is always well yeah but this is this isn't the only phase they're gonna be you know you know no one ever says well don't worry about it they'll be teenagers soon and then everything's gonna be easy you know yeah, it's just exactly it's just a preparation for the next thing and I was so grateful that for for one you and I have had so many of these conversations and I had put myself in a situation where I was where, where I was able to have this conversation with my wife and these other two but the interesting thing to me was, uh, aside from the fact that we were parents, and they were parents, nothing else, really, um, hardly anything else, I should say, did we have in common. I mean, their their kids are, they have grandchildren older than my children, they have children older than me, yet we were still both, both couples were, at this time, and during that conversation, we were, we were wearing the mantle of parents, and struggling and, and watching our kids struggle and feeling a deep sense of um, concern and love for our kids. And I just thought, how powerful is this parenting that it brings us two, two, two couples from completely different walks of life together to where we could sit and talk about this for two and a half hours, and we probably could have gone for five hours more. But So uh, it makes me think of a couple things. One of the things I liked about this idea of starting talking about parenting was as I look at my, because again, my, my children, my oldest is 20, so you know she might soon be looking to become a parent, but my kids are still young, um, but my nieces and nephews are all at that age where they're becoming parents or could be. And one of the things I thought about is, well, I'd love if there was a place they could go and learn about the joys of motherhood and fatherhood and yeah, this is a scary time to bring up children, probably as it always has been. But it would be great if there was a place they could go and hear great experiences, stories, get wisdom and understanding. And and that was one of the factors. So even for those who are not yet parents, they can bond with those who are. And just as you said, someone who's at the beginning parts of parenthood and someone who's more towards the end of of that part um, can can look at each other and and find understanding and help with each other. I remember my in-laws who have 11 children of their own and are now over 60 grandkids. And as we uh, recently were talking with them at a family event, they we were talking about our older daughter who's been married and moved mm-hmm. on. And, and, and they said, well, you'll still pray for her like you did when she was under mm-hmm. your own roof and you'll... Yeah. You'll still worry for her, and you'll still want all these things. And I thought, wow, well, they, they're doing it now for 11 kids and spouses and grandkids and and great and a few great-grandkids. And I thought, it's very much what you said, you know. it's uh, You don't get that letter like, well, you're done. Yeah. I guess I guess when your cl- casket closes, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you, get to, uh, you don't have to worry anymore. You probably still have plenty of work to do on the other side. But I, I do love the fact that you were able to not only bond with them, but share some of your thoughts, and I'm sure they shared yeah, some of and thoughts and wisdom. Yeah, and I think a couple of thoughts as you mentioned that. Uh, the thing that was helpful for me is I felt like this mother who was bearing so much of this burden for her son deserved some grace that maybe she wasn't affording herself. And so my hope was maybe from someone, my wife and myself, we were outside of, outside of this experience looking in 
uh, we could provide that understanding for her. And yet at the same time, we've talked about in this podcast how we as our own critics hold ourselves to an unfair standard. So not only did I walk away feeling very grateful that I had met a really neat couple and had a really great conversation, but I walked away with a determination to give myself a little bit of grace as I try to figure out parenting. And the good news is, uh, this is the thing, I, I've thought about this, parenting and and uh, a husband <laughs> are the only two things I think in my life that, whether you call it an assignment, you know, it's the only thing that we're going to be forever, right? Like, uh, eventually we're going to retire, so we're not going to be, and I'm not going to be an educator forever. You're not going to be a, yeah. a loan officer forever. And so I just, this is it. These are the two things that are forever. And so, and so it, you know, whether your kids are in first grade or your kids are 35 years old or you're a hundred and your kids are 80, you're still going to be their dad. And, and that title, is never going to be taken away. And I think that that was so powerful to me because you're right. I don't, I don't foresee a time ever in my life where I'm going to stop praying for my kids and caring for my kids and wishing for their well-being and hoping for their well-being and wanting to step in when they, when I need to probably step back and allow them to learn a lesson. And, and I remember having these conversations with my mom when I was getting ready to have, or when I was getting ready to get married and she was talking to me about you know, having, you know, raising children. And she just said, you know, I, I often think that I don't know how I would raise kids in this time period, but my grandma, her mother said this would have said the same thing to her as the time goes on. The challenges just become different, but every, every parent has challenges and, and even parents who you think, man, you know, I would have looked at this couple and said, they've done it. They've done it. The kids are up grown up and out of the house and have good jobs and careers, they're done. They're done being the parents. They don't have to worry about anything anymore, but that's not true. And it's, uh, but I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's what binds us together as families is, is that care and, and love and concern for each other where I can leave a job and not be heartbroken by it, but I don't ever want my family to leave or separate. So, you know, it's just some thoughts I had. Well, I really appreciate your insight about what you took from this. And, and, and this brings me to something I've been thinking just in the last few minutes that uh, for all of our listeners out there, and something I'll take away from this is have those conversations with people. You know, had you not had this conversation, you wouldn't have shared some insights that were probably very comforting to her. But also you wouldn't have walked away recognizing, you know what? I could take some of my own advice and give right. myself a little bit more grace. And I don't know what it is about that circumstance where someone's sharing a struggle and, and you're looking at it from the outside without the emotion. And, and you can clearly see mm -hmm. where they could have some help and change some things. And undoubtedly, for us, it's the same. When we're in the midst of our difficulties and trials, there's probably people who could look on look at our situation and give us some great pointing advice. But I really like that you you walked away and said, you know, I probably could give myself a little bit more grace and that'd be good advice for any parent. Well, I had a, a similar experience. Um, I was meeting with a, one of our new employees this week. And as we got to, we've been talking for a few months as he's been coming on with our company and moving and he hasn't been able to really start working full time. 
so this is our first time to really sit down and just have a long conversation about his history. He's a he's about 12 years older than me. So he's almost at that age of retirement, but he's still working. And uh, as we talk, every time we talk, I think, well, man, we are a lot alike. I mean, you're kind of like just the 12 years ahead of me version. We have a lot of things in common, which we laugh and joke about. But at one point, as we were kind of finishing our conversation, he started sharing some things with me about his family. He has two sons. He shared with me about when uh, his wife had been divorced, and, and now he's remarried and, and very happy. And and in, as he, uh, you know, here we've been talking about his career and all kinds of things, sharing, uh, just getting to know each other, and even goals and, and, and whatnot. But when he started talking about his uh, one son in particular in this time in their life where they faced some challenges, you know, uh, the tears kind of started coming and, mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden, none, neither of us really cared about why we were there to talk about the job, but we were, you know, kind of, we bonded in that, um, struggle of parenting and even in marriage and, you know, that these are the things that weigh on our hearts. Yeah. And so if that, if that's the case, if, if this is really where our hearts lie and our roles is, fathers or even as sons, as uh, spouses, then why aren't we trying to learn to do it better? Why why will we go to school and take a course to become an accountant, but we won't study and learn and seek after wisdom and understanding on how to be a better husband or father? I, I hope that uh, anyone listening to our podcast today would would recognize that greatest joys and the things you're working so hard for are your family and maybe it would be worth setting time aside each day to to work a little bit on whether it's listening to a podcast or reading a book or articles um, talking to friends talking to family members you know learning to become a better husband and father so that you can have more of those joys I feel like is uh, good advice I'll take from this and also to to talk to people, you know, I, I feel for the husband or father out there that has the burdens of the world on their back yeah. to provide for their family, to figure out how this life works on their own, let alone to teach it to their children, to care for a spouse, make them feel supported and loved. Um, men do bear great burdens, but to bear that in silence can be crushing. Mm-hmm. But whether you're sharing that with a friend or a work associate, or a stranger on the beach, yeah. <laughs> or God, you know, in prayer. Uh, our burdens can be shared by others, and they can become a great um, strength to us, the wisdom and knowledge they share, just like you did yeah. with that sweet couple you met in Mexico. So, yeah, I love that idea. I love about how parenthood does bind us together, and that no matter what age we're at, or even before becoming parents, we can understand each other and uh, have some compassion and hopefully learn and grow in this uh, great adventure of parenthood together. Yeah, and I think for me, the thing I take away from these kind of conversations, I think when I'm struggling, I almost feel like I'm in a vacuum. And I think there's nobody, there's nobody in the world that is experiencing what I'm experiencing or understanding what I'm going through or, or, or has been through anything similar than what I'm doing. I kind of set myself apart from everybody else. And I think there's power in just being around people that share similar 
thoughts and feelings and concerns and frustrations. I think about the conversations you and I have had. I don't, I don't know that any of them have ever ended with you saying to me or me saying to you, you need to do exactly this moving forward to deal with this problem or concern. But sometimes I just walk away going, man, I'm sure glad I got to talk to Joe about this and a lot of times the relief comes in knowing that there are other people out there that have experienced some of the same struggles or frustrations that I have. And I think that was the kind of the heart of, of us doing this podcast was creating a community of parents who are trying to do their best. And I think there's power in talking about it. Like you said, sometimes I'll talk to my wife and, and we, this, the, 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 level of our conversation has has progressed and improved the longer we've been married and you know i will often start a conversation with her where i'll say i just need you to listen not that she wouldn't yeah. listen but i'll say i just want to talk to you about something that i've been struggling with as a father or in my job or whatever and i just need to get it off my chest because i'm holding it in and i know that's not healthy and i think that's the power of parenthood and and the beauty of fatherhood you and i talked about this earlier today um i would consider you one of my closest friends but if someone asked me the last time we hung out other than doing this podcast <laughs> um I, I don't know when that was probably christmas time going to dinner but i thought you know the, aside from being fathers that are trying to do our very best and trying to improve we don't really have that much in common as far as extracurricular activities or careers or whatever but that doesn't matter because the most important thing is the thing that we have, at least for us in our lives, is the thing that we have in common. And I can talk to anybody about being a father, and it doesn't matter if we're the same religion or have the same culture or come from the same places. The, being a father or being a parent always brings us together, and I love having those conversations that's to the, the point I get emotional. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the bond. And, you know, uh, just as... I guess finishing off this idea about sharing and I, I feel exactly the same. Yeah, it is, it is funny. We talk every week and we have great conversations and yeah, yeah, we don't really, we're not, I mean, we, you're busy with your family. I'm busy with mine. We're not really out doing, uh, regular extracurricular activities hanging out. But, uh, you know, I had, uh, another conversation, um, last week. So I, with, with what I do for work, I got, I had someone call and ask for some help. And I, I said, well, why don't I come out and meet with you in your house? They're like, no, you don't need to. It's long ways, but they're good friends of my parents and they're retiring. And, and I said, no, I'd love to come out and see you. And I'd grown up with these people uh, there in their seventies and he still works full time. He's a sheetrocker. Can you oh, imagine wow. his seventies and he still does wow. sheetrock. Man, that guy is strong. He's way <laughs> stronger than me. Uh, I always used to call him bone crusher when I shake his hands. <laughs> But, uh, so we sat down and we went over what I do for work, uh, and some finance things. And as we were finishing up, um, we started talking a little bit about their family because I know, uh, their daughter is about my age and their son-in-law is one of my best friends from school. And we've been spending some time together lately and they had just gone through a terrible family tragedy. Their, their granddaughter, my friend's daughter, their youngest had, uh, had passed away tragically. And so I just didn't feel right about leaving without offering my condolences and just sharing a few thoughts I'd had as, as their son-in-law and I had been chatting. 
So again, not the kind of conversation you like to bring up with people. And I guess my point in sharing this story is to say, have the conversation with someone. You don't know what kind of burdens they're under, and you don't know what kind of burdens you can have taken by sharing. So as we talked about this, I mentioned how when I heard about his daughter passing away, you know, I was overcome with sorrow for him and his wife, and I know them and their whole family. It was really tragic. And I noticed I woke up the next day and I still felt really um, heavy. And and uh, and then into the third day, I finally was like, what's wrong with me? Why do I have this sadness in my heart? It was just, it was a real, it was a tangible difference. And it came to me as clearly as the question, what's wrong with me? Is like, you're feeling sorrow for this family's loss. And I thought, well, how strange, though. Three days? That's kind of a long time. I mean, we know each other, but, you know, you hear about something tragic and and you feel sorrow. You maybe offer prayers or some service, but then you kind of go on with your life and they, they figure out how to go on with theirs. But this hadn't shifted for me, this feeling. And, and then it came to me that uh, the things we're taught in the scriptures about bearing another's burden mm-hmm. is not figurative it's literal and not just a physical burden like we helped someone move the other night, but those emotional burdens. And as I was talking to these grandparents of this girl, my good friends, um, I told them, I said, I was bearing that burden as well. And I, I just mentioned how hundreds of people, he, he, had, he had put a little post on social media about, you know, what happened to their family just so people knew and probably quit asking them. Um, and I think within a few hours, he had 400 people comment that knows mm-hmm. them. And, and in that, I felt, you know, I was one of those people and I felt like all of them, all of us were pulling together in our love and care for them. And we were kind of helping share that burden. Cause I thought to myself, when someone loses a child tragically, how do they survive that? Like, I can't imagine mm-hmm. how I would survive that. And I've come to realize that. Very much of your survival is dependent on other people sharing your burden. I just didn't realize how literal that was until I was in a position to do that, or my heart was, I guess. But as I've talked to my good friend, um, and now I've talked to uh, the grandparents of this daughter, I uh, I felt the beauty of that principle, and, and it was amazing. Like I said, we had this very <laughs> professional conversation about work, and then we have this beautiful conversation about family and about God and and about eternity and and uh, and suffering. And they had also lost another child in their life earlier. And anyways, it was just such a great experience, and uh, we're a lot better friends for it. And I think that again, if there was a challenge I could give to any of our listeners today, it's always good to give a challenge share something you're struggling with with someone you trust or listen to somebody um, share a struggle that they're having and and see what comes of that. I think something good will come of that. And I would echo that and add to share something that has been a joy in your life about parenting as well. Nice. And because um, that really touches a different chord emotionally, like you said, the conversation about business was professional. The conversation about family was emotional. And I've been talking to fathers about my kids and broken out into tears. And I felt my initial response once when I was talking to a dad of uh, my son's friend was, how embarrassing. And 
he said, I know exactly how you feel right now. Because when I talk about my kids, I start crying too. And I just think how grateful I was to have that five-minute conversation. So, yes, uh, lift lift others who are struggling. But you can also lift others by sharing joys and, and joyful experiences. So, thank you, Joe. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We are just thrilled to be doing this podcast. And I'm over, overwhelmed and humbled to see how many people are listening to the podcast, which makes me very grateful. And we invite you to continue to listen and share and subscribe to our podcast. Appreciate you listening. Have a great day. We are so glad you could join in on the podcast, Fatherhood, Perspectives on Righteous, Intentional Parenting. You can find us on all the best podcast sites. Please subscribe and share. And be a part of the conversation by sharing your ideas, posing questions, and making suggestions. Drop us a line at fatherhoodperspectives at gmail.com. That's one word, fatherhoodperspectives at gmail.com. This segment was recorded and engineered by Jim Fugate. The music for this podcast was provided by thepodcasthost.com and Alitu, the podcast maker. Find your own free music over at thepodcasthost.com slash free music.